We're so glad you're here with us on Father's Day. I want to begin by telling you a story. I want you to remember the name of Pastor Ed McGlasson. Pastor Ed McGlasson. He tells a story of Lieutenant Ed Tandy, who was a U.S. Navy test pilot. It was 1956, Memorial Day weekend, and Lieutenant Tandy was testing a Fury 3 jet at 600 miles an hour over the coast of California when things went wrong in the cockpit. He lost consciousness and the plane was out of control, descending toward a crowded Monterey Beach. As Lieutenant Tandy regained consciousness, he faced the biggest decision of his life. He had a young bride at home expecting their first child. He could bail out and, and risk the plane crashing into the beach or he could take the, the plane out over the water. He had a big decision to make, a decision that only superheroes can make. Today is a bittersweet Father's Day for me. It's my first Father's Day without my dad. But it's also my first Father's Day with two new grandchildren. Denver and Hudson have arrived. And I know one day I will see my dad again. I know because of his faith in Jesus, I will get to see him again. I was taking Harper Grace, our seven-year-old granddaughter, to the hospital uh, the other day to see her new uh, brother who had been born. And she told me, she says, J-Paul, I've learned how to spell wait. I said, it's good, it's wait, spell it for me. So she spelled W-A-I-T. And then I, then I said, Harper, what does it mean to wait? Well, you know, J-Paul, it's like when we have to wait for Christmas, or I got to wait for my tooth to grow back in that I lost, or I get away from my baby brother to come. And I said, well, he's already here. Well, you know what I mean, J-Paul. And then she said this profound words to me as a seven-year-old. She says, J-Paul, we all have to wait for our moment to shine. Wait for our moment to shine. And I want to say a word to grandfathers today and to fathers. And i got a captive audience over here of dads and grandfathers in both places here. And all the other dads and granddads across the room today is I don't want us to miss our moment to shine. There's going to be a moment probably many moments whenever God is going to give you the opportunity to shine. He's going to give you the opportunity to come through, to do something courageous, and do something bold, and do something brave. We don't want to miss that moment. We've got to be ready for the moment to shine. You know, superheroes all have their moments to shine, and they need to shine whenever everyone else is scared. When everyone else is afraid, isn't it amazing when you watch these uh, uh, movies about superheroes is that usually part of the plot line is, is that the, the villains uh, or the bad people, uh, the foes, uh, convince the, 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 the population that they're the good guys. And they try to convince the, the population or the crowd that the superhero is the bad guy. And they try to twist things around. And make no mistake, we live in a world where there is a foe that we are fighting against, a, a sinister spiritual foe that is bent on destroying your family. This precious family that you love so much, you are in a spiritual battle for your family. The families in this church that we love so much, we are in a spiritual battle for families because Jesus said it this way, a thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. A thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, he said, that they may have life and life abundant. 
Ephesians 6.12, Paul said it this way, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That was written almost 2,000 years ago. But is no truer words have been spoken than are, than are, than are apparent today. That in our, in our world, we are battling against spiritual, cosmic powers. Forces of evil coming against the family, coming against marriages, coming against children. And I love this passage out of Malachi, the book of Malachi, where the prophet says these words in chapter 4. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Now, you talk about a, 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 an interesting passage that we need superhero dads because we need to turn our hearts toward our children. And when we do that, our children will turn their hearts toward us, their fathers. And, and, and Malachi seems to imply that if that doesn't happen, there's going to be utter destruction. And we wonder again why our world is in the shape it's in. It's because fathers have turned their eyes away from their children and children have turned their eyes away from their fathers. And we're here today because we believe that God has an answer for that. You know, it's interesting. Before we speak to our children, before we try to instruct our children, we need to turn our eyes, fathers and grandfathers, toward Jesus. If you read in, in the same chapter 4, uh, in verse 2, uh, Malachi says, but for you who fear my name, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. You see, fathers and grandfathers, before we can teach our children, we got to let the Lord teach us. Before we try to instruct our children, we got to let the, the Lord Almighty instruct us and, and to change our hearts. Now, the good news is, fathers and grandfathers who are here to follow Jesus, looking to explore following Jesus, kind of searching this out. Maybe you're here as a guest today and you weren't prepared for this. But, but I want you to know that, that God is offering you some power, superpower. I love what 1 John says, 1 John chapter 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because, say it with me, because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Now say that with me again. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Superpower. From the spirit of Almighty God living inside of you to give you power that is greater than any power that's in this world. Now, every superhero would certainly want some of that power. right? If you want to be a superhero in the life of your family in the life of your children, in the life of your grandchildren, in the life of God's children in this church, in this community, you need some power. Because you and I, we can't do it on our own strength. We fail miserably over and over again because we go to battle against foes that we can't beat. We cannot defeat the foes of darkness in this world without the power of God in our life. And it's an offer to everyone in this room who believes in Jesus today. I love what Paul wrote. Well, let me, before I say that, I love this phrase here. He says, because the Spirit who lives in you. Now, that sounds like he's talking to you and you and you and me and you. 
But what, he, what, what it is in the Greek, the you here is plural. He says, the power that lives in all of you, men. Now, again, if I watch the movie about a superhero, what the foes and the, and the villains and the bad uh, characters want is they want that superhero to be isolated. They want them to be alone or aloof on an island somewhere. And, and, and let me just say to men, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, and you're going to be a, a superhero to some children and some grandchildren and some children in the community, you can't do it alone. You need other godly men to come around you. And when other godly men come around you, you can be a whole lot more effective. If you're trying to do this on an island, you're going to probably fail at it. But if, if other, greater is the one who living in all of you men. And if you will come together in accountability, come together in a small group, come together in a Bible study group, you will find strength there. And then you can say with Paul these words from Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Everything through Christ who gives me strength. And I love how the uh, Passion Translation, I didn't know there was a Passion Translation, but I stumbled across it. The Passion Translation says, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Sound like a great verse for a superhero, right? That the explosive power of Jesus infuses me, infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Men, today we can be more than conquerors because of the power of Jesus Christ in us. And again, we need to turn our eyes toward Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, I want, to, I want you to hear this, men. I'm not inviting you to become more religious. The last thing you need to do to be a superhero is to be more religious. You need a relationship with Jesus, a personal, dynamic, day-in, day-out relationship with Jesus. That's one of the great mistakes that the church has made through the years is we try to get people to become religious you don't need religion. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is the source of your power, a God who is bigger. I love this statement. The promise of God, therefore, is bigger than any problem you face. All right, all the dads in the room, granddads, say this with me. The promise of God is bigger than any problem you face, any foe you face. We've got to learn to trust and believe in the power and the promise of of God. You know, a relationship with Jesus will keep our eyes from wandering. Amen. One of the biggest temptations you and I face is wandering eyes, distracted eyes, eyes that see things they don't need to see, eyes that go places they don't need to go, and we lose focus on what's important. We lose focus on those who are the most important people that God has put in our lives, and that is our spouses, our children, our grandchildren. Stay focused with eyes on God. You know, Jesus modeled this personal relationship we need with his heavenly father. 25 times in the gospels, he said, my father, my father. A few minutes ago, we prayed, our father who art in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name, my father's name. You know, one of the great motivations for us to hear this message, for us to turn our eyes toward Jesus, is so that our children will one day turn their eyes toward Jesus. You made that promise today, men, when you stood up here in front of the church. All throughout the morning, men have made that promise that they were going to turn their eyes toward Jesus so their children will one day turn their eyes toward Jesus. See, that's what super dads do. Super dads keep their eyes focused on Jesus so their children's eyes will become focused 
on Jesus. It's a great responsibility, but one God has called us to and given us the power to do it. Now, I want to give you, uh, dads, some superpowers from the Scripture, from, from God's promises. So, I want all the dads to be writing this down. So, you know, some of you will be putting notes in your phone. That's okay, too. But, but you need to know that these are the superpowers that are available. Granddads, you all write it down, too. Uh, these are important. We need these things, know these things. The first thing I'm going to tell you this is that a superpower that God wants to give you is the faith to move mountains. Faith to move mountains. And you're going to run into mountains in your life. There are going to be mountains in your family. There are going to be mountains in the life of your children. And, 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 and the Word of God tells us, Jesus says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, not how much faith you have. You say, well, I don't, I don't have that much faith. You know, I got I to get some more power. No, you put your faith in Jesus. Not how much faith you have, but what is the direction of your faith? Jesus says you can move mountains, mountains of despair, mountains of doubt, mountains of fear, mountains of problems. You can face those problems and you can see God move mountains. Lynn and I could testify, my wife and I could testify how we've seen God move mountains in the life of our kids and how we're seeing God beginning to move mountains in the life of our grandkids. Yes, even grandkids can have some mountains in their life, some challenges, especially when you're coming out of a broken home and a broken situation. There comes mountains there that God needs to move, and we're seeing God move mountains. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was at the hospital whenever uh, Hudson was born about 10 days ago, and, you know, I'm in the room, and he, he has just arrived, and, and uh, uh, we're all there around the bed. And, and, you know, everybody would expect the pastor, dad, to say a prayer, you know. And so the Lord spoke to me and said, you don't need to pray. You need to invite Harper Grace to pray. And then so I asked Harper Grace to say a prayer for her little brother. And it was one of the most profound prayers of a little person I've ever heard pray. And I saw God through that prayer move a few mountains, you know. God has the power to do that if we'll listen to what he tells us to do. He'll, he'll move the mountain. You're not going to move the mountain, but God will move the mountain if you have the faith of a message, faith that moves mountains. Secondly, is prayer to battle evil. Prayer to battle evil. How many of you in this room have prayed against evil? And if you're here as a granddad, how many times as a granddad have you prayed for, for your sons and your daughters for, 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 to move evil. You didn't know where they were. You didn't know what they were doing, but you were praying for God to protect them. How many of you have called down angels, armies from on high? Lord, I don't know where they're at, but Father God, just send an army of angels. Watch over them. Get them home safe. Take care of them. Whether they're 2,000 miles away or 20 miles away, Lord, I need some help here. And we have prayed, and, and God has moved. And then the, our children come back to us and tell us, man, I don't know, it was the craziest thing, you know. This thing happened, this thing happened. And all of a sudden, you know, everything was good. Yeah, we were praying. We were praying for you to be protected. You see, you've been given a shield. That's a prayer. Prayer is a great shield to shield, shield your children from the harm that the evil one wants to do to them, the destruction that he's bent on. And then here's a superpower, uh, men, is wisdom to do what's right. How many of you in this room, men, if you'll be honest with me and with me, raise your hand, I need more wisdom to do what's right. Right? Wisdom to do what is right. And if, if you think you got it figured out, you need wisdom to figure that you ain't got it figured out. Right? You know, you know. It's kind of like, like we were talking the other day, somebody was talking about, uh, you know, how, how good they, uh, if they thought they did, did good on a test, they were pretty perfect. Uh, 
But then they realize that the last question, if you thought you're perfect, you're not done yet, right? So, but we need some, we need wisdom, man. And I love what Proverbs says. Proverbs talks about wisdom, and it says the Lord gives wisdom. For from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Superheroes who strive to be upright will be given wisdom. I got to, a couple weeks ago, I got to go visit Yaki, Tom Yaki Wildlife Center down on the coast, a barrier island there, uh, just south of Winyaw Bay, and uh, 24,000-acre barrier island that Tom Yockey, the former owner of the Boston Red Sox, has given to the state of South Carolina, a 24,000-acre jewel. Uh, you, you walk, you, you, the, the island is almost as it was uh, whenever God made it. You know, the road you drive on once you get off of the, the bridge, the, the, the moving bridge across the uh, North Santee, is, is uh, the road you're on was built in 1768, you know. And it's just incredible, this beautiful place. And Tom Yockey, in his wisdom, he wanted to preserve a place for children to come and learn about nature. And they, they offer all kinds of tours on this island, mostly for, 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 for students. And to come and learn about God's creation, to see all the splendors of what South Carolina looked like uh, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. So it's a fascinating place. And I mean, beginning to read about Tom Yockey, the, the uh, owner of the Boston Red Sox, he, he, he and his wife didn't have any natural children. They adopted one daughter, uh, but no children, had no children. And yet he had a passion for children because he had the wisdom to know that that's the future. And so he began Georgetown Hospital in, in, in right outside of Georgetown there right in the middle of Georgetown. He also began Terra Hall, which is a, boy, a, boy, a home for boys who don't have a parent. And he, and he began to give back to the community. And, 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 and I, I read something in, in one of his uh, buildings that he had on the island. It's called the Yaki Way. The wisdom to do the Yaki Way. And you know what the Yaki Way is? Men, hear this. Write it down. Do the right thing. Pretty simple, isn't it? Do the right thing. Secondly, do it quietly. Do the right thing, do it quietly. And the third thing is a hard one, dads. Never expect praise. Never expect praise. Nobody knew that Tom Yockey started Georgetown Hospital. Nobody knew that Tom Yockey started Terra Hall for boys that didn't have parents. Uh, it sounds like a superhero to me, right? Do the right thing, do it quietly, and never expect praise. It also sounds like Jesus to me. Superheroes. We need men who will do the right thing. Do it quietly and never expect praise. And then, men, let me give you some superpower from Scripture is you need eyes to discern the future. Eyes to discern the future. God wants to give you some eyes that see into the future. P.K. Bernard said it this way, a man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. That's a sad statement there. A man without a future will always return to his past. God wants to give you a vision and eyes to see into the future. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I believe, man, here's the superpower God wants to give you with your eyes. He wants to give us foresight, insight, and oversight. 
Now, what is foresight? Foresight is looking at life through a telescope to, to kind of see what's ahead. Now, I'm just going to tell you, Dad, there, there, there's some things that are coming for these children. You, you need some foresight. You go ahead and get that college fund started, uh, get it going, and don't expect Granddad to pay for it, okay? Uh, have the foresight to begin to put aside, you know, ha have, get some insurance, you know, have some stuff, do some good financial planning, right? You know, have some foresight. Begin to say, you know, I need to put my children in a place where I know they're going to be uh, taught and nurtured. You know, find a church home. You know, find a place that, that's committed because, you know, these children are going to need an additional support. You know, many people years ago started coming to Mount Hoare because we started trying to emphasize on youth ministry. And then because we did a good job with that, then people started coming to bring their children because they had the foresight to know, I want my children to be a part of a youth program one day. And then that children's program began to feed the youth program, and then it just continues to, 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 to multiply. So much that we've got 2,050 children pre-registered for Bible school starting tomorrow. Isn't it amazing? It just blows me away. But it's because of some foresight, right? We, we, we knew that was important. We had to lay a foundation for that. And did we ever expect, ever expect to have 2,050 children pre-registered? Absolutely not. We were excited to have 10 kids, you know? You know, 20 kids would be wonderful. But then God had a bigger plan because we had some foresight. Men, you need foresight to see what God has for your kids. Secondly, you need insight. Insight is, is like viewing life through a microscope. It's understanding why things happen. It's seeing the little things. And hear this, Dad. We need to pay attention to the little things in the life of our children. Because the little things become big things. And, 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 and God's not calling you to micromanage your children's lives. I'm not suggesting that. But our children want us to pay attention to the little things. And if you'll pay attention to little things, you'll be there for the big things. But if you miss the little things, you're probably going to miss the big things in their life. So think about that this morning. And then finally, I would say oversight. And oversight is viewing life through a periscope. That's having that helicopter view. That having that big picture view of, of being ready for the stages of life. The seasons of life. And there are going to be seasons of life. There are going to be those crisis moments that every child is going to go through. And dads, we need to be there for them when that moment happens. To, to, to be there for them in the stages of life, to give oversight to our families. I think, again, one of the main problems in our nation today is that we have absentee fathers who are not giving oversight to their children. Can I get a second on that? You know, we don't need to relinquish oversight. God has called us to look over the children in the community, to, to, for Christian leaders to step up and quit backing down to the culture. Quit backing down to people who want to control the lives of our children. We need to stand up and, and, and be firm in what we believe, right? These are our children. These are our responsibilities. And one day, we are going to give an account to God on how we did and what we did with our children and, 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 and God's children. So make sure you're looking for eyes that have foresight, insight, and oversight. And then, men, one thing that God wants to give you and we'll speed these up, is hands to heal hearts and hurts. It, it, it's hands that pick up kids with skinned knees, that bandage wounds and, and, and help heal broken arms, but also, dads, hands that heal broken hearts because we know that kids are going to have broken hearts. They are going to get hurt, whether at school or whether in life, Somebody's going to break their heart. 
And dads, we need to be there with hands of healing and, and through prayer and wisdom to say the right thing. And sometimes don't even say anything, right? Sometimes the worst thing we can say is something. We just need to just maybe hold our kids, right? Just hold on to them and let them know that you love them and you're there for them. And then here's another superpower is legacy. Fathers, we need a legacy to leave behind. Make sure you're writing this down. I read this. Achievement comes when he is, someone is able to do great things for himself. Success comes when someone empowers others to do great things with him. Significance comes when, when we develop others to do great things for us. Makes us significant. But you know what legacy is? Legacy is created when we put others into a position to do great things without us. To do great things without us when we're not there anymore. And there's going to come a time when you're not going to be there anymore for your kids. Whether they move away a thousand miles or, or you go on to heaven. But there's going to be a legacy that you leave behind. That they will carry on without you being there. And that's one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids is a legacy, a legacy. And then this final superpower, and man, this is a gift straight from the grace of God, is God wants to give you immortality to overcome death. Every superhero wants to live forever. Well, guess what? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he wants to give you life and life eternal. You know, one of the greatest gifts, I'm looking at some families that know this personally right here this morning, you know, one of, the, one of the greatest gifts that we can give our children is the gift that they know that they'll see us again one day because we are people of faith and that we have the gift of eternal life in our hearts. I know I'm going to see my dad again because he had the gift of everlasting life through Jesus Christ. One of the saddest things is when I meet with families to plan a funeral and hearts are broken because they're not sure they're going to see dad again. Don't do that to your kids. Don't do that to your grandkids. Give them the hope of immortality because of what Jesus can do in your heart. Amen? Isn't that a great gift to give? You know, Lynn's dad, my wife's dad, died this past, uh, you know, in, in December. And it's her first Father's Day without her dad. So we're both kind of doing that together. But she also knows she's going to see her dad again. We celebrated his life, celebrated my dad's life because we knew we'd see them again. The gift of immortality is available to anyone today who believes. And then I would say to you, dads, we need superhuman strength for your children. You just got to have it for your children. I love these words from Deuteronomy 6. Again, th these are instructions to dads and granddads. Write these commandments, Moses says, that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and then get them inside your children. You, you see the, the, the pattern there or the, the direction there? Get them inside of you. And then get them inside of your children. He goes on to say, talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from time to time you get up in the morning to when you fall in bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. Teach and transform your children with the words of God. Do you know how children spell the full letter? The four-letter word love is not what you think. Here's how children spell love. T-I-M-E, time. They want your time. From morning to night, 
They, they, they want to be in your presence. They want to be there. I mean, one of the, one of the, you know, my dad wasn't a believer early in my life. And I remember, I can remember this, in, 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 this is, is fresh in my mind right now, standing in the backyard on a dirt basketball court, shooting baskets and, and working on my form and hoping my dad would look through the window. And my dad would look through the window and see, see my form and maybe even go, good job. But my dad wasn't there because he was out doing other things. He had not yet found Jesus in his life. You see, children spell love, T-I-M-E. Spend time with your children. Granddads, spend time with your children. Let me just qualify that for granddads. One of the neat things about spending time with your grandchildren is that we get to leave, you know? It's great. We, we do a little, 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 little uh, how you doing? Good job. Let's go shoot some basketball. Uh, baby's crying. We'll see y'all later. We're gone. You know, that's just a gift. It's a blessing we get as granddads. But dads, you can't leave, right? Dads, you cannot leave. Granddads, we can leave, right? We can walk away. But dads, don't leave. Don't leave. Can I say that real loud? Dads, don't leave. Dads, don't leave your kids. That's what's wrong in our world today is we got dads that are leaving their kids. Hang in there. Work through it. Be tough. Be consistent, be gracious, have unconditional love, have discipline, have high standards, practice goodness. Dads, let me challenge you that if you don't transform the demons in you, those demons will transform your kids. Work on you. Be strong. Dads, let me encourage you today to bless your children publicly and privately. Bless your children. Bless them publicly. Let them know how proud you are of them. Bless them publicly. Bless them privately. Affirm your children publicly. Affirm them privately. Celebrate with your children publicly and privately. And let me say a word to dads who, whose kids maybe have strayed and maybe they're not walking in a place of faith and they maybe have gone out like the prodigal son that, that Daniel and his dad are speaking about in the auditorium. Let me say a word to those dads here today. Dads, let me remind you to not condemn your children. Don't condemn them. God hasn't condemned them. Don't you condemn them. Instead, commend them. Love on them. And, and this, this is directly at me, but pray for your kids more than you preach at your kids. Your kids don't need to be preached at. They need to be prayed for. doesn't mean you don't speak the truth and love to them, and you need to do that from time to time, is you speak the truth and love. But pray for your kids more than you preach, respect them and their relationships, and always point them toward Jesus. We need superhuman strength for your children. We also need superhuman strength for God's children. Amen? I stand before you today because God put men in my life when I was a new believer, men that come, came along beside me. I want to just do a moment of celebration. I'd like to celebrate this, this great news here today, that we have about 250 men, mostly dads and granddads, who are serving this week at Vacation Bible School. Can we give them a hand this morning? 250 dads and granddads serving at Bible School. We have 19 men that mentor for the bridge. We have 27 men that volunteer for circles. We have 60 men that do Emmanuel. We have hundreds of men and, that are sponsoring children in Haiti, Indonesia, and Kenya through Compassion and other ministries. Can we give those men a hand this morning? Men. And some of you will remember this, but my, my friend over there, Pete Thomas, said this to me years ago. 
that as he looked upon baptisms one Sunday morning and saw children growing up in Bible school that were, were now youth, um, he said, you know, I don't have kids in the church. I don't have any grandkids in the church, but I got skin in the game. See, we, we, we need men in this church with skin in the game because God has kids here that need men in their life. Amen? So we need supernatural power for God's children. You know, God has called you to be a light. Some of you need to be a floodlight. Some of you need to be a spotlight. Some of you need to stop being a traffic light. Some of you need to be a headlight. Be a light to your children, God's children. Will you remember the pastor's name that I asked you not to forget? Ed McGlasson, who told the story of Lieutenant Tandy. You know, the evening before Lieutenant Tandy went on his Memorial Day test flight, he was reading in his Bible the story of Jesus walking on the water, and he underlined what Peter said to Jesus. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said one word. What was the word he said? Come. Come to me on the water. And Lieutenant Tandy had underlined those words of Jesus and Peter's conversation. And he'd taken a red pen and he'd circled the word come less than 24 hours before he took that fateful flight. He had circled the word come from Jesus. You know, Ed Tandy didn't miss his moment to shine. He veered away from that crowded Monterey Beach and flew his jet straight into the water. His last radio transmission was this. This is November Papa taking it in. This is November Papa taking it in. You see, that requires some superhuman strength that came from one word, just one word that Jesus said, come. Well, Pastor McGleason's was a NFL football player for eight seasons for the LA Rams. And his full name is Pastor Ed Tandy McGleason. See, he was the unborn son of Lieutenant Ed Tandy. And when he got his dad's Bible, after some years of wandering, he, he read that scripture and he saw that his dad had circled the word come. And God used that one word to call him to become a pastor who then has spent his life inviting others to come to Jesus. That's a superhero dad right there, right? That's a legacy that lives on now forever. One word. One word. See, I believe that God is calling dads to be superheroes. And you can't do it on your own. You can't do it. How many of you have failed over and over trying to do it? But we have a God who wants to give you power. I'm going to ask Melody to come, and she's going to sing. I'm going to lead us in a hymn, and I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask all the men who are dads, who are granddads. I want to invite you to come to the altar. I want to ask you to, to say, God, I need some more power. If, you, if you're not in a personal relationship with Jesus, that can happen this morning. You, you can begin a new journey today. You can start over today as a dad or a granddad. It can happen today for you. One word, come. You got to come. You got to invite, you got to receive, and then bam, God can do great things. Let's stand together. I'm going to invite you to come to the altar. I'm going to invite you to stay, and I'm going to say a prayer for us in just a moment. Would you come?
my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith in Him to dwell. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. I want to pray for you, man, this morning. and. Man, you may not have a phone booth. You may not have a bat cave. But there's a place you can go to find power. And that's on your knees in a place of prayer. Father God, I thank you that you have brought men here this morning all over this campus. Men who you're calling to be heroes. Heroes in the lives of their children, their grandchildren, or your children in this community, in this world. Father God, I thank you that you love us and you, you, you've, you've called us to be your, your heroes. Father God, you know our hearts. You know that some of us, all of us here have sinned. Every one of us in this room have sinned. All of us have fallen short. All of us have dropped the ball. Father God, you tell us if we confess that, if we own that and, and tell you that, that you will forgive us and cleanse us and make us right with you so we can go and be right for others. And Father God, I pray that you would anoint these men with a greater power from the Holy Spirit. Lord God, that they'd be strengthened in this moment, whether they're kneeling here or standing here, whether they're in their pew standing. Father God, pour out your spirit upon the men of Mount Horeb because, Father God, we know there are children that are being destroyed. There are families that are being torn apart. And, Father God, we need men to step into the battle. Men who are infused with the explosive power of Jesus, with kindness and compassion and love and gentleness and goodness. The, the actions that will speak louder than their words. Father God, Use these men to change the world, to change your world, all for your glory. And God's people said, amen, amen. God bless you, men. We're going to sing this last stanza. And it's powerful. The words are powerful. It's about having a legacy of immortality. Sing it for us. Man, would you sing with me? All the way my Savior leads me, all the full of his love perfect rest to me is promised in my father's house above when my spirit clothed immortal wings its flight to realms of day this my soul through endless ages Jesus led me all the way, and this my soul 
these children, these acolytes lead us out of here. Men, may that be your legacy. Jesus led me all the way. He led me all the way. Now may the grace of God, the love of God, the peace of God, and most of all, the Spirit be with you so God can use you to change the world. Amen and amen.